Hey, it's Sunju. And it's Sunjit. And this is all over the place. One, two, three, let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. If you're new here, please be sure to check out our previous episodes and we hope you like what we're doing and continue listening. So for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how mental health is displayed in the media and how exactly it affects our generation. TV shows, movies, and music have become much more open to addressing mental health and illness as time has progressed, and this has both advantages and disadvantages. So let's get into it. Okay, and a disclaimer, I'm low-key, like, a little sick. I just have a cold, so my voice sounds extremely off, but we're just going to go with it. But yeah, let's get started. So um, I think a show that you and I talk about a lot is BoJack Horseman and also how much it like impacted us because I think that show is very eye-opening. So obviously I want to start by talking about that show. <laughs> but um, so basically for people who haven't watched BoJack, you should, you definitely should. Well, Again, well, it's a very eye-opening show. It is a TVMA show. So, you know, watch accordingly, okay? Yeah, Tell yeah, your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure your parents know you're watching it. But um, it's basically about this sitcom actor and his life and kind of how his life completely changes and it goes really downhill. And it's a lot about his behaviors and his relationship with people in his life. And I think like the reason why that show impacted me so much is just because at that time that I was watching the show, I was in an extremely like self-destructive mindset. And until I watched the show, because BoJack Horseman in the show, he's extremely self-destructive. So until I watched the show and saw like all of these patterns and like watching the show, obviously I was like, what is he doing? Like, what are you thinking right now? And it just hit me that, oh my God, like this is me. I'm being so self-destructive right now too. And that kind of helped me like admit my problems to myself, if that makes sense. And also it was kind of nice knowing that, you know, someone who had that much success and was seen as such like a happy, like funny guy to the media and to the public actually was struggling so much internally and mentally. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, it portrayed like this idea, like he was a washed up sitcom actor, right? Long time ago, he was very rich, very famous. But obviously, like, we always think about celebrities as, as extremely privileged. But the show takes this very unique angle by making its main character someone that's not necessarily likable. Um, you know, he does a lot of pretty bad things, to be honest. But it's very interesting because a lot of the times we tend to relate and empathize with him no matter how bad of things he does. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the details because I don't want to you know, spoil the show. But one thing that's really interesting about BoJack is it kind of normalizes, not normalizes, but it, it kind of addresses or puts on the screen like these ideas about mental health. For example, why exactly celebrities tend to use like like substances or drugs, like why they tend to abuse like these these substances. Um, a lot of the times I know there's like the stigma around like celebrity culture where it's just like, you know, they're privileged. They just do whatever they want. They ruin their lives. They don't appreciate anything. But like Bojack takes this very interesting angle by showing us, you know, it's very easy to be self-destructive in this time. And um, it's very easy to try to ruin your relationships with people. And yeah, I would say the impact of the show, it, it could be many different things. I guess, like Sanju, what you were saying, and personally for me as well, 
the show impacted me in a positive in a positive way because i i would say as much as this like this main character was you know self-destructing and ruining their life and you know i i guess not making the right decisions at the end we kind of see how normal it is to not be okay i i think that was actually one of our previous episode titles why yeah, it's okay it to was. not be okay yeah um i i would say like the big there's no big message coming out from the show there's just like this idea that you know you can always change your life it, it's not too late to do that ever it's and one other thing that i think i've talked about on the show before is there is no like concept of good and bad it's very abstract bojack he was neither a good person or a bad person he did good things sometimes and he did some very bad things sometimes but for some reason we tend to believe in him and think okay he's a good person in heart at heart but yeah what they say about the fact that deeds define who you are that is true and i feel like the show kind of shows that to some capacity while also kind of contradicting itself by showing that you know good people can do bad things bad people can do good things and there is no concept of good and bad yeah and also i think it is a pretty hard show to watch like there were even some moments where i like couldn't watch because it was kind of triggering so yeah like make sure you know that it is a very hard show to watch but also like what you were saying that bojack like in my head i don't think he was a good person like a lot of the things he did was pretty bad well, actually, no, I don't think that he's not a good person, but I don't think he's a good person either. You know what I'm saying? Like he did a lot of bad things, but at the end of the day, you find yourself like rooting for him in a way and like hoping that, you know, he'll change his well, life around yeah, and that's, get it together. That's because I feel like like the I, I guess our role as the audience is always to see ourselves as some version of Bojack. Obviously, Bojack is like this terrible person that does terrible things. He's rich, privileged, famous, but he messes up a lot. But like, at least that's how I interpreted the show. Like I always saw some part of myself as Bojack. That's why we're always rooting for him deep down because we want him to succeed and stop self-destructing. Yeah, I completely agree. And it, it was just really interesting, like the narrative that they created, the show creative in general. And like, I feel like everybody can see a bit of themselves in Bojack and like relate to just like a small thing from the show because it it covers a lot of mental health topics yeah and well here's the thing as great as we're say, like making bojack out to be i have heard people say that you know obviously bojack portrays mental health very accurately but that accuracy is not always a good thing um i've heard people that have thought that like the ending of bojack or after finishing bojack like they've had a worse outlook on life or like a more negative outlook on just like their mental health in general which makes complete sense to me because I see like, like for some reason as a society, we believe that every single piece of media needs to have this big positive takeaway, like a moral, because that's what we're taught when we're young. Like every fable or folk story, it was always like never steal or, you know, do good things. So good things can happen to you. There was always like this one moral, but the really beautiful thing about Bojack is it like, it shows us that they're, like not everything has some big message behind it and although it's beautiful it can be good and bad for me it was good for other people i have heard that you know it, it kind of messed with the idea that 
no matter how accurately you portray you portray mental health that can lead people to feel more hopeless about you know proceeding in their life and figuring out what they're going to do yeah i agree um i i mean for me i thought it was positive for me too at the end because it kind of well i can't even say because i'm going to spoil the ending but yeah um i thought it was positive like i shed a tear to no i like cried so much during watching that show but um i thought it was really positive i loved the ending of the show but i know like there's a lot of people who don't like it and thought it was really dumb I would love to speak about the ending. Honestly, we could if we wanted to because like the show no, has been out for like a we year. We keep promoting now, like... it. We can't just ruin the ending now. Okay, well, I guess not. I would love to share my theory. Anyone that finishes the show, like I always tell my theory about the ending. Yes. Too. Yes, DM yeah. us on Insta if you've watched the show and Anjan will share his thoughts. Okay, cool. And I All agree right. with his theory. So, I think we can move on now to the next show. This is your show, to be honest. I like. Oh yeah, not my show, I mean, bro. it's a really popular show. It's kind of crazy that you haven't watched it, but the show is Euphoria. Probably everybody has watched it. That show is a great show. I love that show, and honestly, like, I think the good part about Euphoria, I think why everybody just watches it, is yeah, it portrays mental health, and I know it might not seem as realistic. As it, it does is. not seem realistic okay, at no, all. But listen, These the director, are high schoolers, the dire- okay? The director literally, like, he took parts of his high school experience. Like, he was a drug addict when he was in what high school. What kind of high school did he go to, bro? I don't know, but he literally was saying that, like, this is parts of his life that he turned into a story. And so that's, like, how Euphoria came to be. Also, the acting is just incredible. I love the acting so much. And I just think, like, each character just has like their own storyline but their own individual things that they're going through which is crazy so like even though all of them are i guess depressed or struggling mentally they all have different struggles and honestly the show centers centers a lot around abuse like any kind of abuse sexual abuse um physical abuse verbal abuse substance abuse so I think it really does center around that, which is obviously very triggering for um, people watching the show. But also it kind of like opens you up to being like, oh, like, you know, again, with Bojack, what I was saying, like, why are you doing that? Or why are you putting yourself through that? And then you kind of see yourself a little bit through each character and you relate to that. And you're like, wait, this is Look, what I'm doing. Personally, for me. Okay, like I, I, you I haven't seen, even watched the show. Listen, you can't be talking. Yeah, okay, you can't be talking because you didn't let me finish my thought. Let <laughs> okay. Me, okay, let me speak first. I have seen clips of the show. I will say, um, acting, act, the acting, it seems decent. It seems pretty good. Um, I, I definitely like. I think the highlight of the show from the clips I've seen is definitely the cinematography. Um, and you know, like how visually pleasing it is. Like I've definitely like. I appreciate that for sure. The biggest thing, though, is I feel like to some degree it falls in the same category as shows like Riverdale and 13 Reasons Why. Like those are also those are also shows that claim to address mental health, but absolutely fail to do so. Wait, how did Riverdale do that? I, I mean, they like they do. They try to address how like teenagers go through like issues and stuff. Okay, 13 reasons why, like, they well, had wait, wait, a good wait, let me finish, let me first, finish. But, oh, yeah, okay. sorry. All right, yeah, so, 
Euphoria, I feel like it falls in the same category. I could be wrong. Sure, I didn't give like the show a chance, but you know, my biggest thing against it, it has to be the fact that it sets these extremely unrealistic expectations for what high school is. And uh, I don't know, like personally, I, I just don't believe in any capacity from what I've heard from the show that like the plot that takes place belongs in any high school to be honest like it just doesn't make sense i think for me uh when i watched the show i wasn't really looking at it like oh this happens in high school kind of thing i didn't really envision it like that like i low-key forget all the time that they're just high schoolers but um i don't know like i kind of just saw it as like rue's story and everybody else's story of like just like growing up and exploring like all these problems that they have. I didn't really see it as, oh, this, these are high school problems, if that makes sense. I don't really think anybody else who really enjoys the show thinks that either. I think it's genuinely like looking at each person's storyline and relating to it, not being like, oh, I'm a high schooler, they're a high schooler, like that kind of thing. I and guess honestly, so. I, like, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, that's how I saw it. I, I think a lot of other people agree because I, I forget all the time that they're in high school. But I honestly think like, Rue is just a very, very interesting character. I remember season two, I forgot what episode it was, but it was like the episode where her mom like, oh wait, this is a spoiler, but also like, it's not really like we all saw it coming, so it's fine. But um, it was basically her mom found wait, out- Wait, Rue is Zendaya, been, right? Yeah, Rue is Zendaya. Um, that she's been like using drugs still and they had this whole fight and this whole breakdown scene and it honestly was like really heartbreaking to watch but it just like i just saw like how much like she relied on drugs and how much like she needed it for her mental health to cope with her father's death and to cope with like her just being detached from the whole world which was honestly like again like really heartbreaking to see because she was literally breaking down and saying all this like toxic stuff to her mom just so she can get the drugs back because also there was this whole other thing where she was involved with this drug dealer Rue is like interesting you don't need to explain the show yeah i won't i won't (laughs) i won't explain it but yeah i just remember watching that scene specifically and being like wow like you know that was very eye-opening for me too just seeing like that whole breakdown go through and see like how much she was struggling mentally and she just couldn't admit see, that to herself and she was I relying like, on drugs for it i feel like every couple of years there's always like this teen drama show about like mental health that tries its best to address mental health but i okay again i could be completely skeptical of euphoria but i feel like we've seen this in the past it's like with the show like 13 reasons why i remember in like a middle school i believe um schools literally sent out this like mass message to like everyone like oh make sure your kid doesn't watch 13 reasons why it's gonna like get them to kill themselves or something literally that like those were the emails that were being sent out like your kid could commit suicide if they watch the show see that's really interesting thing right there because 13 Reasons Why was probably like the first time I heard of like something that genuinely normalized like mental health and mental illness for people of our age group and our generation, I would say. Like that was probably the first time I even like heard of it. That seemed so abnormal to me. And back then, I'm not going to lie, I was one of those kids that was like, oh, what is depression, bro? Is depression real? Like I was literally one of those kids, to be honest. So I like when I heard about this, I remember like joking all about how like 13 Reasons Why like schools were taking this all too seriously. But 
I mean, now that you think about it, it's pretty interesting. Although the show has been said to become like garbage in like recent years, I like I it's pretty interesting to think that schools were that concerned over, you know, like something as small as like a TV show, like genuinely hurting people's mental health, like student mental health. That was really interesting. I just remember like um, there was this whole suicide scene in season one. Oh, wait one second. Okay, what? I just need to clear my throat. Sorry. Okay, so um, I just remember there was this whole suicide scene. I never watched it, but I know a couple of my friends did, and they said it was, like, very traumatizing to watch, and it was very, very scary. And I remember, like, Netflix took it off of the um, episode in Netflix. Like, you have to search it up to watch it now because it was that, like, impactful for people to watch, and it was so triggering and scary for so many people to watch. See, that I, they took it out as as someone that just like like you know like that truly believes in like that cinema can like change lives and has an impact that's the one thing i hate like that's just straight censorship right there that shouldn't be done when someone creates like a cohesive piece of film or art like it shouldn't be stripped of like any aspect of it it could be complete garbage for all i care like i i have a pretty bad opinion about 13 reasons why but I, I still have to say, like, that's still, like, very direct censorship right there, which I don't believe should be a thing. No matter how traumatizing it is, whatever it is, it was created for a reason. To have an impact, like, like a some form of impact on its audience, which, I, like, I believe that should never be taken away. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find out why they exactly did it. I think it was just because... I don't know, like, they asked a bunch of medical experts, and they said um, that they should edit it, and that it's, like, traumatizing for kids to watch. But again, it was a TVMA show. Exactly. Um, like, get your I kids think to stop were, watching the show. Like, Yeah, and I think the whole point of the show was just to show, like, I, you know, suicide in general is a very scary thing, and it's very, very heartbreaking and very hard. So I think that they were trying to capture as much emotion as they could that came with suicide in that one scene. And from what I've heard, I've heard that they did that, like they did um, capture that, but um, I'm not sure. I never watched it, but I, I don't know why they deleted it. That's a good question. And I don't know if it was the right decision or not too, because again, yeah, I, 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 do I don't agree. think it's like, the it right is decision. censorship. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving past that show, I have to say like, mental health has become like a pretty fundamental part of like every show at this point because like people are taking more complex views on characters in general i would say um like take for example like i don't again i it's a famous show i hope at least some of our like audience knows what i'm talking about but peaky blinders for one um they started layering their characters a lot more i would say even in like the first season i remember like it's it's a like it's a drama and it's like a like a gangster epic and they took like jet like a genuine view on each individual character and their mental health which is like like a huge step forward i would say in terms of like yeah people have been doing that but like you know to think of like like you know dealing or talking about mental health in something that's not just like a drama only like something like action filled like a gangster epic you know that that is like a step forward i would say 
that was like really cool in my opinion because okay i'm not gonna like talk about too much but um like i like one of the characters on the show arthur shelby he's like he's basically an alcoholic a drug addict throughout the show and he has severe severe anger issues abandonment abandonment issues all of that and it's really really he has to be one of the most interesting characters i've seen because it's really interesting to see his decisions his actions his, the quant- the consequences of his actions um throughout each season and that is probably like a huge part like seeing people's character arcs um that could make or break a show to be honest like sometimes it's very realistic sometimes it's very unrealistic and uh dealing with mental health especially like when you put that as a factor into characters decisions um which a lot more shows have been doing recently those character arcs have become more risky but more accurate i would say if you know like do you know what i'm saying yeah i do yeah like people could hate the character arc for example but they could also feel like it was it's really realistic um i know like my dad and i have watched that show like we watch it together and he he's like the kind of person that just does not like drama he does not like sentiment of any sort so um like there would be times where he's just like roasting characters on the show about how they're making all the wrong decisions and how about how they're going to mess up all like the grand plan and stuff but in reality like that's what happens in real life right like that that that's what cinema is trying to address it's not all going to work out because you know sometimes your brain gets in your way like how like what you're thinking about gets in your way yeah and um speaking of like character arcs i know like a big character for me was ian gallagher from shameless and honestly like all the siblings in shameless had an interesting arc when it came to mental health but specifically ian like his mom struggled with bipolar disease so he obviously had um that disorder too genetically and it was just very interesting because in season five that's when they started focusing a lot on him being bipolar and you could see like how severely it impacted him and his family because he literally would have like the highest highs and the lowest lows and nobody knew what it was or how to help or do anything because also they they weren't like the richest people either and um like super educated so and they lived in like a neighborhood that didn't really prioritize mental health or really like help anybody in the neighborhood in general so it was really hard for the whole family and especially him because he's obviously like oh i don't want to be like my mom and um he was like battling and being in denial with the fact that he was struggling so much and obviously his family didn't know what to do either because they wanted to help him they wanted to like check him in um sorry check him into the hospital but he was refusing to do that because he didn't want to admit that he had a problem just like his mom and that was like a big thing to see because it was really heartbreaking to watch um i thought the acting was so good cameron um oh my god cameron monahan yes yes. he's He's such a a good good actor actor. i love very good actor very good actor but yeah i thought he portrayed um that whole experience and um just like the character in general so well and also like there's a bunch of other characters i know lip um another one of the siblings he was like extremely smart but he struggled a lot mentally and turned to substance abuse and he destroyed his whole life like he got into mit and all these things but he wasn't able to afford it so he couldn't go 
and he basically ruined his life. He got expelled from college and stuff because of substance abuse. And even Fiona, like she was the person who took care of everyone in the family because their dad was an alcoholic and the mom just left when they were younger. And she had to take this burden on taking care of like, I think it was seven siblings, including her. But yeah, it was like a lot of siblings. And she literally was like their mother to everyone. And she had to take care of them. She dropped out of high school to take care of the family. And you can see like how hardworking she was and just how much it took a toll on her mental health. Like, I think it was in season nine, she finally um, decided to leave and like let the family take care of themselves. And they were like, and she was like, you know what? I have to do something for myself for once. And she started being more selfish and just seeing like each of the characters' story arcs in general and how they struggle differently was really, really interesting to watch. And also like all of them are amazing actors. So I thought it was like really eye-opening to watch. I love that show. I recommend. I've been trying to get Unjin to watch it, but. Yeah, for sure. I, I've heard really good things about that show. So, you know, that is on my watch list. Um yeah, I, w- I would say moving on from, you know, also uh, what I was talking about before, like serious shows, like not necessarily like targeted towards, I guess, mental health. Um, Ozark, 10 out of 10 recommend. If you liked Breaking Bad, you will like Ozark for sure. Um, uh, Ozark, actually, in its third season, I don't want to talk about too much, but one of the characters has um, some, He it's said on the show that he has bipolar disorder, but you know, he has a range of like mental illnesses, basically. And um, I probably thought that was one of the best like storylines or plot lines in the show. Again, like obviously my dad hated it. He doesn't like drama, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like I genuinely thought that that part of the show was like incredibly touching because of what happens with the character, their, the actions that are taken. It's really, really like, I guess, refreshing and really cool to see serious shows and serious dramas action shows to take a genuine look into each character and um kind of build who they are like their persona i would say that's what separates a good movie or a good show from like a great show because um you know if you genuinely take a hard look at each of your characters and build a real realistic person out of them not someone that just does things 10 out like 10 out of 10 times you know they do it right all the time everything works out um that's what makes a show great because it introduces like an aspect of realism that a lot of stuff like a lot of forms of media don't have and that brutal look into each character and their mental you know their mental health um i would say that goes a long way like with any show that we've talked about so far like bojack or whatever like you know genuinely delving into each of these characters helps us relate to each of them more and more um yeah i would say that's really really powerful yeah and i think oh sorry continue yeah even something like um i'm sure everyone actually i don't know i don't want to make any assumptions but um the movie joker 2019 huge movie fans loved it critics hated it the reason why is critics like saw it as like inciting a message that was not good like it incited this bad message to riot and kind of incite violence like that's that's a good option because for some reason a lot of these critics believe that it glorified violence and riots i always okay so i've like a pretty controversial opinion of this movie because 
I think from a fan perspective, it is incredibly overrated. And from a critic's perspective, it is incredibly overhated. Um, from a fan perspective, I have to say it's plot. It's very thin and it's carried by like a brilliant performance. I have to say like great performance from Joaquin Phoenix. Um, but it's plot is very, very thin, but it's a character study. That's what, that's, what's most important. I think it's overrated, but I think it's still like a beautiful movie solely because I just love everything leading up to that one final scene. Um, okay. I'm just going to talk about it because who hasn't watched the movie sucks for you. If like I'm spoiling it for you. Um, he basically goes on a talk show um, like this, this character that portrays Joker and um, he kills Robert De Niro's character on live TV after delivering probably one of the most iconic monologues in recent years about how society treats people unfairly and how it treats people unequally between, you know, social classes, how people are unkind to each other. And yeah, that's a real view on society. I would say like this person that has been beaten up by society so many times who has grew up in such a terrible and traumatic childhood we're able to empathize with him no matter like these terrible things that he's done we're still able to empathize with him that is powerful right there because that shows us no matter how messed up someone's mental health can be we can constantly relate to like their actions um and the like you know just what they do in general yeah and i think like the whole point of just talking about this in general is just to prioritize therapy and getting help and i think like another movie that does that really well is goodwill hunting that movie is actually amazing but um i remember i talked to you about this too the one scene that i started crying in while watching the movie was the scene where you know matt damon's oh no robin williams is like um it's okay and stuff and then um matt damon starts crying like he has a whole breakdown and they're hugging and stuff and honestly, like, that was a really big part of the movie because, you know, he had to have get therapy just to be able to get out of, you know, going to jail. But it, it obviously had a really, really big impact on him because it made him realize, like, what he wants to do with his life. And that, you know, even though he's a genius, he should be doing what he loves, which I guess was chasing the girl at the end. But yeah, um, I thought, like, the whole... Um, all the scenes with Robin Williams and Matt Damon when it came to the therapy sessions were so well done and it was so nice to see like in general how therapy works I guess or um, how at least um, the actors and the director envisioned how therapy works and to see like the relationship that they build and how you know Matt Damon just did not want to be there at all in the beginning and then towards the end he literally like thanked Robin Williams so many times. I honestly forgot the character names. I'm so sorry. But yeah, um, I thought the movie was so incredible and watching it, <clears throat> sorry, okay. But watching it, it was really nice to see how, you know, therapy is still encouraged and being, you know, more talked about now, even though that movie was pretty old. But even now, like, I know in shows like Never Have I Ever, yeah, that's what, okay, yeah, yeah, never have I ever, like, um, you have the main character, Davy. she's, you, um, there's a lot of shots and scenes where she's in 
her therapy session and talking to her therapist. So that kind of encourages the audience, obviously, that therapy is a really good thing. And um, that happens in a lot of shows now. Like a lot of shows are showing like a lot more um, resources and showing that therapy is a really good resource, which I'm really happy about because therapy is a very good resource and it should be um, prioritized and encouraged in general a lot more because yeah, there are a lot of, <clears throat> oh my God, okay. there are, Everybody struggles mentally a lot and therapy is one way, you know, to struggle less and to finally get help and feel better and be in a happier place in general. So I'm really glad that shows and movies, like ever since like from Goodwill Hunting to I guess now, never ever, because that is a pretty recent show, it's still airing. So yeah, I'm really glad that shows and movies are starting to portray that a lot more and incorporate that into their plots. Yeah, I would say that that's like 100% true, you know, um, it's, it is a really good thing that, you know, that that is, again, though, Goodwill Hunting, guys, 10 out of 10 recommend. I just have to say that. I was going to say that. I was forgetting it. You guys have to watch that movie. It's really, really, really good. Did I did I tell you to watch that movie? Yeah, you did. Oh, uh, I just. But my dad I'm also just, told me. I just be yeah. giving, like, the best recommendations. No, my to dad honest. told me that I was like, okay. No, and no. then Rayhan asked. And I was like, yeah, oh, let's yeah. Watch you it watched it with Rayhan. Guess who told Rayhan to watch it? Okay. Guess who well, tells Rayhan to watch anything, bro? I literally. I tell Rayhan to watch things too. You tell him to watch like the worst possible things. No. Like, oh my everything god. Everything okay. he's liked, all of his favorite. I things. tell him to watch. Okay, me and Rayhan always end up watching like you know those love story movies where someone dies at the end, like the sad movies that are so so sad. We always end up watching those. Bro, those are trash, together. bro. That's not real. They cinema. are not. Fault in Our Stars. That is okay, an amazing. Fault in Our movie. Stars is like one movie. I, all Midnight of- Sun. That is an amazing movie out too. of all of the movies you said maybe like two or three are like good and then the rest are just like random copies no of fall in our stars midnight sun is really good i have to watch five feet apart i've been so scared to watch it because i know it's extremely sad and i am a crier i cry so hard during movies so i'm like very oh, you're very annoying scared. when you watch movies no i'm not i'm just you're scared to watch the movie you're okay you're just like but an annoying yeah, movie i told rayhan i would watch that movie so i have to watch it but yeah like I'm a, I'm a good sucker for like rom-coms or any romantic movies. I have to watch The Notebook too. You know, you I know, know I haven't watched you it. You know Sanju so told me a story about how during Infinity War when when like Peter Parker like like Tom Holland died. No, it was, was like Endgame she, when Iron oh, okay, Man died. Oh, okay, whatever. Iron Man died. She was just like she was crying so loudly like she was the only person heard in the theater. No, okay, that is not true. There were so no. many other people crying. Okay, but like other people like you were the loudest. No, I wasn't. That's the story you told me. That's the story Ohm told me. Bro. I didn't. Okay, Ohm might have told you that, but Ohm was exaggerating. I asked nah, him. Nah, he's, he's not. Like, no, I believe Ohm. Knowing, like, okay. knowing you, bro, you're. Are you with kidding? This. Like, Mihi was crying next to me. Siri yeah, was you, crying. Everybody was crying next to me. My my dad. No, my dad was the only man there, right? And literally, there was like four girls. He took to the movies to watch Endgame, and he literally did not know what to do. He was looking at us and was like, uh, "Are you guys okay?" It was so funny. I'm so sorry, Nana, that you had to experience that. Honestly, like that. Oh yeah, my dad. Whenever me and my dad watch movies, I always end up crying, and then he like is always like, "I don't know what to do," and he's like, "Why are you crying? It's just a movie." But yeah, um, there are only you and my a dad have very scenes. similar movie tastes, though. That's tough. There's only a couple scenes that 
um, have gotten me to cry. And, you know, oh, they're really good. Interstellar. No, I cry that one crazy. Interstellar scene, oh my God, makes me like cry every time. Really cool scene, though. Great scene. Yeah, I have to say, um, you know, I, I think that kind of wraps up today's episode. Um, some great other movie wrecks for, uh, you know, just addressing mental health in general. Manchester by the Sea, guys. That's genuinely like great performances. Um, it's not your conventional movie. It's very drama, but seriously a great movie to look at. Silver Linings Playbooks. Uh, okay, I said that wrong. Silver Linings Playbook. Um, uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Great movie. Addresses bipolar disorder. Really, really good. Totally recommend. Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. This is a pretty famous movie actually and i, I actually haven't watched that movie i heard it was really right. sad too well, and i yeah, just did it, not want to cry it is really sad um slogan lerman and emma watson um and paul rudd paul rudd's in the movie i forgot really good movie though again uh it takes a good view on um I, or not a good view it's just, it's just like for especially for our generation i guess like younger people it kind of addresses mental health in a pretty cool way um more stuff i don't know there's there's a lot i would say uh there's a lot to look at so yeah make sure you guys kind of check that out yeah and honestly the whole point of this whole episode was kind of to talk about how media is portraying mental health and i'm really glad that um mental health is such an important topic now in the media and that they're incorporating it a lot into shows and that there are a lot of shows that do it right and really you can you know relate to the show so well and like again seeing something on the screen especially and just like i know everybody gets into shows and movies like really deeply or maybe that's just like us too i don't know but like i know a lot of people connect to you know um seeing a performance on the screen and just being able to like see parts of yourself in someone Obviously, that can be eye-opening and be like, oh, wait, that is me. And you can realize problems you've been avoiding. And that's what I love about watching shows that incorporate mental health in general, or not even just mental health, but in general, anything, because I can see myself in some things and be like, oh, this is a decision I should be making. And um, so I'm really, really glad that shows are doing that and shows are also prioritizing therapy. So the whole point of this episode was just to like, I guess acknowledge those shows and the media that's been doing that to also show that like you know all these shows are portraying mental health because it is a very normal thing and a lot of people experience it so no one is alone that's the whole point of media you know portraying that is this is that no one's alone obviously we can see ourselves in these characters because we're not the only people experiencing this which is really comforting to know that we're not alone in this and we're not crazy you know that we have other people that we can relate to and talk to about um, our mental struggles and also seek help through therapy. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I guess I'll say our socials now because that's always what I do since Unjin doesn't know our socials. But anyway, Facts. our Instagram is um, all underscore over dot the place. You almost made me forget. But yeah, make sure to follow our Insta because we do... Um, have some exciting things coming and also all of our um episode updates are on there 
And also we have a TikTok with the same username, but we haven't been posting on that because Anjin doesn't like TikTok. But we will be doing That's that. That's not we my be, fault. You, we'll you be said, more. I can't just be the only the one TikTok. active. I can't be the Why only not? one What's on our TikTok. You? That doesn't make sense. I'm not the only one who's hosting this podcast, okay? Uh, look at yourself. I'm a co-host. Okay. So um, we will be way more active on our TikTok after I force Anjin to participate more in our TikToks. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, if any of you guys want to talk in general, you can always DM us. We're always open to listen and, I mean, not really give advice because we also don't know what we're doing. That's the whole point of the podcast. But also, like, it's just nice to have, you know, an ear and someone to listen to. And we're always here to listen and to help out with whatever. So um, if you guys ever want to reach out, make sure to reach out. We're, we're happy to help. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, new episodes every Wednesday. So to make sure to tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Let's go.